Welcome to session number four on Play-by-Play on Life. What's the difference between a rabbit and a hare? Start your engine. Get them revving. Are you ready to play full out? Shift it to a new gear and accelerate? Great! And buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. Don't say I didn't warn you. Welcome to the transformational series Play-by-Play on Life. This podcast series provides tips, tools, techniques, and insights on how to reduce stress and increase joy, fun, creativity, inspiration, and passion. I'm your host, Jim Holzkonecht. Today, our guest is Julie Hutchinson. Julie Hutchinson is a dynamic leadership trainer, sales, and management consultant, and founder of Core Performance, LLC. Julie has devoted her career to coaching various organizations, including the U.S. military, to achieve maximum performance or coherence. Julie's coherence workshops deliver quantitative, science-based techniques to develop concentration, deliver stress relief, and improve productivity and performance. A true Renaissance woman, Julie ultimately combines business acumen with a passion for pushing the edges of personal development. Additionally, she is a certified heart math coach, core language instructor, certified yoga instructor, and a lifelong athlete with numerous extreme sport accomplishments. I caught up with Julie at her beautiful home in Austin, Texas, and here's the interview. I'm so honored, so grateful to be here talking with with Julie Hutchinson, just an amazing human being, dynamic, creative, living full out, playing from the heart, just in action, fulfilling your dreams, your passions. Let's let's take a step first and just uh, share with us a little bit about your journey, the pivot point you had from going maybe from corporate America to this business of you know c- coaching, consulting from your heart. Well, first of all, thank you for that beautiful introduction. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the real pivotal point for me is about ten years ago. I was with a startup company in Austin, Texas. And we were a marketing agency in Austin. And I was in charge of of sales. And my job was to go out and get the biggest accounts in the world. And we decided that we weren't going to go out for venture capital. We were going to bootstrap it and do it all ourselves. So I went and got on the vendor list at Dell, IBM, 3M, Emerson Process Management, these big companies. I I was on the single week and uh, we were just growing our goal was to get on the Inc.'s 5,000 fastest growing companies within like the first two years of being in business. And we, we accomplished all of that. Well, during that time, through my travels and just going, 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 what I realized is, God, if I keep this pace up, I'm really going to burn out. <laughs> I knew that I had to come up with a different way, a different way of doing business. And so I started going off on my own and just learning about what is it like to to be head of sales and open these big accounts but do it from a different place not do it from pushing making things happen doing it from a more playful fun connected energetic space and in all the trainings that i did on the weekends and the evenings i ended up finding a company HeartMath, out in california that taught me how to get into what we call a state of coherence a state that's really connected not only inside your body and your autonomic nervous system, but to always be connected with people that you're doing business with. So in that, I took all these modalities that I had learned and I put them together 
and I went out and started selling from that place. And what happened is sales skyrocketed. This is about doing business from an integrated place, an integrated human head, heart, soul, being authentic. And as I realized this, I thought, wow, I can do this and I can teach other people how to do it. And that opened up a whole new door for me. So I went to the partners of the company and I said, I, I have a new mission and I, this is what I would like to do. I'm going to start my own consulting firm and I'm going to go teach salespeople how to do this. I'm going to teach executives how to do this. I worked with soldiers and I worked with spouses of soldiers who were suffering and going through very deep hardships. And I remember I would, I would go up to um, Fort Hood in Colleen, Texas, and I would work with the spouses of um, their husbands were deployed and the anguish that they were feeling and the responsibility that they had with the, with the children. And I'm showing them how to, how to connect to this place in coherence. So when their husbands called from Afghanistan or wherever they were overseas, that they could hold the fort down back in the United States and be the strength for their husbands who were out serving our country. And it was such a pivotal time for me to realize that it does not matter what profession you're in. If you're selling consulting services or a marketing agency or you're fighting for a country, it's the heart. When we, when we really come in and reside in our heart, is that's where the true connection is. That's where not only connection to ourselves within our bodies, connection to another human being or group of human beings or an animal for that matter. I use this with my dog all the time. <laughs> so it's that, that true place of connection in our hearts. I actually like to take people through an experience of that. So are okay. you open to going through an experience? Sure. Uh, okay. Wow. Put on the spot, man. Yeah. <laughs> I like it That's though. right. We get yeah. right to the point. On the court, here. man. <laughs> And so I'll invite the listeners, uh, as, as Jim and I are walking through this together, um, listeners, feel free to do this and, and walk through this with us because I will guarantee you that you will actually feel the shift and you'll understand the difference between incoherence and coherence. If you're listening to this while you're driving, just wait till you're at the office or back at your house and then go ahead and do this exercise. Okay, so I'm going to invite everybody to put your feet on the floor. Um, put your feet flat on the floor and, okay. and sit up straight. All right. And then I'll invite you to think of something that really kind of stresses you out. Think okay. of something that could have happened today, in the last week, in the last year. Something that just really either an emotion of fear, anxiety, jealousy... Um, something that just stresses you out and don't judge it just think about it notice it feel it in your body and then Jim as you're you're thinking about this let me know when you have this thing that you're thinking about and actually feeling yes okay. I've got it mm -hmm. okay and with your eyes closed just scan inside your body and notice how you feel would you like to share that, Jim, what you're feeling inside your body? Yeah, there's a tightness in my throat and top part of my chest. So you're feeling that on a physiological level. Mm -hmm. And listeners, just notice. Notice what you're feeling in your body and just kind of bookmark that. And now I'm going to invite you, I'm going to take you through a three-step process. The first step is shift your attention to the area around your heart. Just shift your attention there. And what I mean by that is... Uh, your attention may be on what you're going to have for lunch or dinner, or your attention may be on the project that you have to do. Take that attention now and just shift 
all of your attention to your heart, the area around your heart. And then inhale through your nose. Inhale to the count of five or six, whatever's most comfortable for you. And then exhale to the count of five or six. And continue this inhale and exhale with your attention on your heart. And imagine that this breath is flowing in and out of your heart, even though it's coming through your nose or your mouth. Just imagine that it's coming in and out of your heart. It helps you to keep your attention there. And now think of something that really lights you up. It could be a pet. It could be a person, your spouse, your children, a place, the beach, the mountains. Think about this thing that really brings you love, gratitude, peace, appreciation. Think about it. And now feel the emotion that you have and breathe this emotion in and out of your heart. And now notice with your eyes closed, notice if you feel any different in your body than when I first asked you to think about something that stresses you out. Notice if you feel any different. So Jim, you can slowly open your eyes, keeping your attention on your heart. And would you like to share if you notice anything different? Yeah, I noticed like a tingling on the back of my head through my neck too, and just uplifted and lighter. The feelings I had before, you know, stress about different things and how I'm mm -hmm. going to do this and that and the other thing, all the things I want to do, like it just kind of went away. Perfect. Yeah. Great. So that's what I call the physiology of optimal performance. You have literally changed the physiology in your body just through attention, breath, and feeling or emotion. And that's the power of this. Emotions are an energetic powertrain that literally can change the physiology of our body. Oftentimes, athletes call this the zone. And when I ask people, how many people have been in the zone? Almost everybody raises their hand and I say, how do you get there? I don't know. I just got there and it felt great. This is a way to get to the zone in a very systematic way at will. You could be standing in the grocery store line getting in the zone or state of coherence is what we call it. You could be in a business meeting and do this practice and be more connected in a business meeting. So it's the physiology of optimal performance by accessing a state of coherence. And that's basically what HeartMath is about? That is what it's about. That that's is cool. exactly what it's about. That's cool, yeah. yeah. You were talking earlier about the notice that you had about the impact that who we're being is in the world. Mm -hmm. So share about what your experience is in using this and how you've noticed the beingness shift when you get back and fall into your heart, when you go into your heart. Yeah, I'll share that with a story. Okay, um, perfect. We love stories. Yeah. Stories are good. They are. Yeah. <laughs> I used to say, uh, stories sell, facts tell, stories sell. <laughs> so for all of you that are in sales out there, bring stories into your... Stories, stories. sell. It's the emotional piece of it. People connect to stories through emotion. Mm -hmm. So the story I will share with an example of this is when I was working with this, this company that I helped to start, uh, Somnio Solutions is the name of the, is the name of the company. We were interviewing uh, senior project managers. And so we had a panel of five people in our company and we had about eight project managers coming in in a given day. And we were just doing interviews back to back to back to back. 
and I was on the panel, and in that panel, um, we were on the eighth interview. It was the end of the day. I was exhausted. I had already chosen who I liked. My heart was set on this person was going to be the next project manager, and if it wasn't that person, I had my backup. So when this person, uh, gentleman, walked into the room to interview, my mind was already made up. He walked in, and I said, nope. And I kind of ch just shut him down. Deck was stuck against him, man. Against him. <laughs> and I just, I did it. it. I never said it out loud. Right. I just felt it. Right. We don't say it out loud. We don't say it out loud. It's inside voice. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm sitting on this panel. I'm, I'm in the middle of the panel. There's two people on both sides of me. And the gentleman's sitting across the table from us. And we're asking him questions. And he's looking at just about everybody on the panel but me. And he will not connect with me. And it, it has me realize, oh my gosh, I am in a place of judgment. I'm tired. I'm being selfish right now. And I actually did this exercise. I dropped to the, my attention to the area around my heart. I began to breathe. And I started to send him appreciation. Like, wow, he's took, taken the time out of his day to be here. He must be nervous. And I was just in gratitude for him being there. And I could feel when that physiological shift happened in me. And I started to send him that compassion. As he was looking at the other people on the panel, all of a sudden he looked at me and his eyes locked in. And he smiled and I smiled. And then he just kept on talking. And what I realized in that moment is, I didn't say a word. I just shifted who I was being. And in that beingness, he picked up on it. And he locked eyes with me. Where he, in the past, he did not lock eyes with me at all. And so it was a validation that we don't have to say anything. It's who we are in the moment and the signals that we're sending to people through our thoughts and our emotions. And when we do this, we own that as an individual and then when we get very proficient at being in a state of coherence, then I, I show people how to have responsibility for a room, how to actually bring a state of coherence to a room and to a meeting or to a project and then to have everybody in that room shift or have everybody in the room be in that state of coherence. It's very palpable. So I encourage you and the, and the listeners, take this exercise and practice it. And practice and notice what happens with your spouse, your children, your coworkers. It's it's extremely, extremely palpable when you when you get that feedback. It seems like most of us have blind spots in our quote unquote beingness, right? That we that there's some disconnect oftentimes we don't feel like we're at choice. Oftentimes or things outside of us are just happening to us, happenstance, and we're just kind of reacting to things. How would somebody take control of that and be moment to moment realize that on the court they actually can choose who they're being any one moment and yeah. what, what's something that they can do to, to bring themselves back? Well, first of all, life happens, right? Life happens and sometimes it can be really, really tough. My father passed away January 2nd and it was extremely Sorry difficult. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was January 2nd, 2016 and for me, it was like that was a life event that you cannot control. And I went into a state of deep, deep sadness and grief. And that's life. And it happens. And I knew I was there. My philosophy is you honor it. First of all, you honor that we are energetic beings. We feel. And when we can feel deeply and allow those feelings to come in, 
instead of resist them because what you resist persists. Mm -hmm. I allowed myself to feel the grief and the sadness in that awareness and giving myself permission. I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be in this for an hour and cry and do what I need to do. And in that allowing and giving yourself permission to grieve or feel whatever you're feeling and just saying to yourself, it's okay that I feel this way and I'm giving my permission to feel this way. Then you have this awareness of it. And once you have the awareness of it, so what I did is I would grieve deeply and then I would say, okay, now I'm going to make a new choice to go get into a state of coherence and I'm going to connect to my heart and I'm going to breathe and I'm going to find something that I'm very grateful for. And then I would think about my father and when he was alive and what I appreciated about him. I was really beautiful about this is as I got into the state of coherence and I'm feeling this, and at this time I'm using a, a device called the M-Wave that's measuring my state of coherence and it's giving me feedback. So it's kind of like the training wheels when you're in, in deep despair or grief, you kind of need the training wheels to pull those back out again and say, yep, I'm back in a state of coherence. And what I noticed in that, and it was so beautiful, is when I touched my heart and my deep appreciation for my father, I again felt very connected to him. Even in his passing, it was almost like he was sitting right next to me because I was feeling such love and gratitude for who he is as a human being and a man and my father. And it shifted me. And then, you know, the next day something might come up where I would feel the grief or the despair and I would allow it to happen. I would allow it to flow through me. And then again, I would make a choice to go get into a state of coherence. And so through the the time of my grieving, I just ebb and flowed through allowance of the sadness and the despair to going into a state of coherence and love and connection. So what, what would you advise for someone to be aware of how might they practice what's something that they could put in play that they would be more aware of you know, what's going on and, and be at choice with who they're showing up as or who they're being? Well, the first thing I would say is for somebody to listen to their inner voice of what their words are saying. And if their words come across like they did it to me, it's their fault I feel this way. If you're pointing to somebody else for how you're feeling, that's a good indication that you're in a codependent relationship versus a co-empowered relationship. And you will not give yourself control over that relationship. And what I mean by that is... When you become the victim of something, you're a victim and you sit in whatever emotion you're feeling, shame, sadness, hurt, jealousy, anger. When you look at that and instead of said, they did it to me and to say, I take responsibility for my own feelings, that's where true power comes from. And the only thing that we really truly have control over is how we react to a, to a situation. We have control over us and our feelings. We do not have control over a circumstance or how somebody else feels. As much as we would love to control another person, <laughs> we don't. We do not have control over anybody else. We can influence them by our beingness, but we have no control over them. And so if you find yourself in, the, in that language, he, they, it, did it to me, notice that language. And then notice that you do have a choice of how you respond and notice if you're on automatic pilot because people will push our buttons. And if you find that somebody does something that pushes a button that has you react in anger, stop, breathe, take a deep, deep breath, 
put your attention on your heart. This is what I call a state of neutral. When you're in a, a lower vibrational frequency of anger, hurt, jealousy, fear, pain, take a breath, breathe, put your attention on your heart. This will get you to a place of what we call neutral. When you get neutral, what happens then, you, get, you start to move from that incoherent frequency to a coherent frequency. And what happens is you now have access to your higher brain function. So have you ever been in a situation where somebody pushes your button and you get so angry and you cannot think and you get, you just yeah, automatically yeah. react. It's yes. fight or flight and your brain function shuts down and those emotions kick in and all of a sudden you say something and it comes out of your mouth and you just want to grab those words and say, oh my gosh, I want to take it back and it's too late. Uh -huh. So for anybody out there that would like to stop that before you say something, notice the emotion that comes up. Inhale deeply, put your attention on your heart and keep breathing. Inhale, exhale through your heart. Inhale, exhale, takes you to neutral. You now have access to your higher brain centers. Then you can make a new choice. You can make a new choice of what you would like to say or not say in some cases. Sometimes silence is golden. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's, that's neutral. So just notice when you're in that, in those frequencies that, that tend to cause you to say something that you wouldn't otherwise want to say. Just notice that and go to neutral and make a new choice from neutral. This podcast is part one of a two-part podcast series with Julie Hutchinson. Be sure to check out part two. What's the difference between a rabbit and a hare? Hares are born with fur and can see, while rabbits are born without fur and are blind. Hmm, good to know. If you have ideas on topics that you'd like to see covered in this podcast series, go to our contact section at www.playbyplayonlife.com contact. So give us your feedback. Let us know what you want to hear, what topics you'd like to see, and we will do our best to put it up. Be sure to sign up for our tips and tools newsletter. Go to www.playbyplayonlife.com tips. So until next time, go out there, choose to play today, make it a priority, shift it to a new gear, give yourself permission to play full out and make the whole world your playground.